Welcome back to Missing. I am Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? I'm doing great today, Tim. We were really fortunate to be able to speak with our guest today and have her tell her story about her son. Before we get to that, what's your story, Tim? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great over here. Thanks a lot for asking. This interview was was great. It was it was great to speak with Manya Davis. Manya is the mom of Demon Mitchell, who went missing in Escondido, California, on March 20th, 2021. And it's sort of a complicated disappearance in that it's hard to know where to look because. Munya believes that Demon was traveling to Tijuana, Mexico, and never returned. So she has done an incredible job in speaking with the Escondido police, with T- even Tijuana police, and trying to find answers for her son Demon, who went missing in March of 2021. And because of how recent this disappearance is, it's telling when you're listening to Munya speak about it. It feels like she's on that fence of whether or not she believes her son is alive or no longer living. She comes across as very organized and very determined to find answers. And then even during the interview, at some moments, she says, I'm just I can't think straight. So it's a really fortunate insight. And I don't use the word fortunate in a good way, but it's fortunate in that listeners can hear where someone is at, especially a parent, at this stage in their son's disappearance. And she had Damon when she was very, very young. He was 50 years old when he went missing, or he's 50 now, and he's been missing about a year, a little over a year. She was very young, and she said essentially they grew up together. And that is incredible. And he was the type of person that wanted to help people, and that's not like a hyperbolic statement that... that a parent would say just because they feel that way about their son. He was homeless intentionally and he would go into these communities and he would help people. And that was his reputation. And by all accounts, a really good human being. But again, listening to Munya speak about him and understanding that she is at that point where she has to make that decision is my son. Do I now move forward with my son? Like the belief that my son is out there or is this a recovery investigation to to get remains back or something of that sort? Yeah, and you can hear the multiple issues that come up in trying to solve this case. Um, Demond did spend some time at a homeless camp, so it is, uh, I, I suppose, you know, not the easiest thing to maybe track down people who saw him last. And then you've got the obvious challenge of an international border and how to navigate that situation and find Damon. So, yeah, this is uh, this is no enviable task that Manya has uh, had to undertake here. Not only just the border issue, but it's not like he went to a city that was necessarily the safest. He traveled to the city that has the highest violent crime rate for that size in the world. And anyone with information on the disappearance of Damon Mitchell please contact the Escondido Police Department at 760-839-4722. Okay, everybody. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Munya Davis. Check out what Private Investigations for the Missing is doing at investigationsforthemissing.org. And there are some other links in the show notes. 
Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We're going to break quick for commercial here, and we'll be right back with Munya. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Munya Davis, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm I'm um I'm not as I'm not as overwhelmed as I thought I would be. So I'm really good. Yeah, it's moment by moment. I'm good. One of the most overwhelming situations that a person would go through, and you guys know that. So Yeah, definitely. And we know that because we speak to a lot of people who have missing loved ones and your son is missing and we'll talk about him momentarily. Uh, Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, You said overwhelmed and that's so common of a word that we hear when we speak with people who have missing loved ones, especially when it's so new and recent. And I just have to commend you for the strength that you have to come on to talk about it, to know that a platform like this will live out there for a while. So we record the episode and it gets edited and then we put it out there. So it it lives out there. So anytime you need to reference something, it's going to be there and people will hear it. And despite the fact that you're overwhelmed, this is an important move and we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about your son. Okay. Damon Kadura Mitchell. Um, we actually grew up together. I was pregnant back in the days in the early 70s um, at age 14. He was born when I was 15. So we grew up together and um, it's just amazing, uh, kind, loving, so funny, uh, really loved his friends. So my firstborn oldest son, so, and he has one son, my oldest grandson. So Damon actually kind of got lost. And once he got lost out in in kind of in the world, he just found a level of comfort in his, in his environment. And that is kind one reason why sometimes this is hard but this was part of his journey. So he was homeless and he lived in a community with a lot of really close knit friends who took care of each other. And since there were some differences with him, he always stood out for many people 
in that community. There was nothing I could do as a mom to rescue him or bring him back. I could, there were moments I would bring him back and he would come home, but that was his lifestyle. And it always appeared to be out of place for a lot of people. One of the things that I know about my son, he always talked about like being on this mission out there to stop injustices and uh, the way people are treated when they're homeless. And um, then someone took advantage of him and we haven't seen him since. That's a really unique story for somebody like your son to experience the lifestyle of homelessness and then try to translate that into doing something better for people in his position. Was this something that he, that he, this lifestyle, did he choose it? Did he, did he choose to do this to, to help others? Yes. And I found out more about that once this incident happened because he had friends that started calling me and they were worried and they started holding candlelight vigils and they were doing a lot of investigating. And I mean, a community of people who like love Damon, they love him so much. And it really is so different. It's just amazing to have a relationship the relationship that he had with people, it, it, it brings out the humanness in um, like any situation that people choose to live in. You know, that was a lot of them had homes and my, my youngest son um, graduated from medical school. He's a doctor, but he actually passed on. But he used to try to convince Damon to come and, you know, just come live with me, brother. and. The mom was uh, somewhat comfortable in his environment. So in a way, that's what makes this so devastating sometimes because it's almost as if people want to ignore because of his lifestyle. And, And I don't like that. I don't think that's fair because all lives do matter. When has Demon been missing since? Um, it was um, March 20th, 2021. Okay. And um, was that the last time you heard from him? Or uh, when was the last time you heard from him? I heard from him last, um, like, March the 2nd or 3rd. Yeah, we talked and... And he was going to come by and he had asked me to do some paperwork for him. Um, There were a lot of COVID things going on. So he was working on his unemployment and then I needed him to come by and I didn't hear from him until one of his friends contacted me. And that was after he had... uh gone missing, I guess? Yes, on the 20th, she said that, but she actually was worried because they shared like a campsite together. And um, I guess they slept next to each other. 
And she stated she hadn't seen him for nine days. And that was so unusual. I think I had met her, but I had never really engaged with her. And I don't know. It's just motherly instinct that there was something about the message that stopped me and um, made me worry. I worried. You know, I worried about Damon, but I didn't worry about Damon. Can you um, tell us a little bit about the area, the Escondido, California, um, and the type of people that are in that community? The area is Escondido, and it's they call it behind Dick's Sporting Goods. So there are a few hotels. It has changed a lot. Damon isn't from Escondido, but he uh, gravitated towards Escondido, Vista area. So most of his friends and people there uh, actually grew up in the area. They were raised there. They went to school there. Somehow they, you know, people, they sort of checked out. So their area was behind Dick's Sporting Goods store. And that's basically where they lived. Anytime I wanted to get in touch with my son or see him, I could meet him in that area. I didn't really go behind the Sporting Goods store. I, I, I couldn't find a level of comfort with that. However, if I needed to see him, and, and I could ask anybody in the area, anyone, um, have you seen Damon? And they would tell me, oh, yeah. And he was a pretty friendly guy? Is oh, that yes. why? yes. Yeah. More, more so than I even ever knew until after this happened. I didn't mm. know he just really took care of um, so many people. He made sure people ate. He made sure they were protected. And I'm sure he still does this. And did he uh, carry a cell phone with him? And how often did you maintain contact with him? At least once every other week, a couple of times a month, sometimes daily, depending on what was going on. So March 30th, 2021, at 1.44 in the morning, she says, hello, Manya. My name is Kelly. I am a good friend of your son, Daman. I am concerned because I have a spot right next to him and I haven't seen him in nine days. Also, I've been calling and texting him every day and I've received no response from him, which is very unlike him. He always responds to me. So I'm reaching out to you in hopes that you have spoken with him recently or if you know where he is, thank you. And this is from an individual named Kelly who had a spot next to him? Yes, Kelly, a beautiful sweetheart of a woman. And I'm guessing that he must have given her your phone number at some point. A lot of stuff is such a mystery. I was just thinking mm. about that again. She may have called for him a couple of times, or, but I, I trust her. Okay, good. And uh, so I, I take it you called her back after uh, getting that message? Yes, I noticed it at 7.43 in the morning. 
And I, I responded, um, so here I go, like walking through this. Oh my God, that is so scary. Thank you so much, Kelly, for getting in touch with me. Let me know if you find him. I will start looking, okay? And thank you again. Do you know? I put, do you know if he got his unemployment? Because to me, in a way, that was a trigger, that unemployment back pay. Right. That could have um, been some, I guess, some freedom to go somewhere else or uh, maybe, I don't know, take a few days somewhere else. Or someone calls him some harm. Or or that if he if he right. received money. Oh, wow. That's interesting, too. What would lead you to think that that could be a possibility? Because once this ball started to roll, I, 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 I was hearing so many things. There were some horrible things happening. So um, from what I gather, people were aware that maybe he had got some back pay and he was still living his lifestyle out there. And um, this girl named Stacy, she befriended him and she was pretty dangerous. Um, I talked to a police officer the next night who knew her. And he told me he would investigate what happened with Damon because he knew Damon. And uh, matter of fact, he was friends with Damon. And he told me the next day, he said that uh, a security guard told him that Stacy had befriended Damon and asked him to go to Mexico with her because she didn't want to go alone. And so Damon went. A couple of questions about this Stacy person. How long had he known Stacy? He hadn't. He, he knew of her, mm-hmm. but from Kelly and all his friends, he didn't associate with her. Okay. She was just kind of in the circle? Yes. And what was it about her that made her so dangerous? The police officer told me that she carried a gun. Oh, so there was a, a thing where there was her lifestyle was taking people to Mexico, having them robbed because um, this was really close to the border. This was close to Tijuana. I think it was. Yes. About 40 or so miles. Yeah. So my son would never go to Mexico unless he told me he would say, Mom, I'm going to TJ. Never because he would pass by my house. He would never go without letting me know. This might be kind of a question that is tough to answer, but I'm curious because this was happening during, I guess, maybe the height of COVID. How difficult is it to cross the border? How difficult was it during COVID to cross the border into Mexico? It was no problem. People were going back and forth. It's such a huge, you know, it's the drug capital. I've been working with the Mexican consulate and I had no idea. They said there are more homicides right there in TJ every year than there are in the whole United States. They have warnings, don't go into Mexico, dangerous. We never see that. So it is an area where that's very dangerous. The police have tracked her going back and forth a lot, even after my son went missing. They watched. I just have a list of people that got in touch with me and told me that they believe that something happened to my son with Stacy. I don't know. I don't know for sure. 
she said, I heard an awful rumor about demand. So I'm on my way to talk to the person who was saying it. Um, and then she said, I don't want to freak you out. And then the rumors started and then people started contacting me. And so it had, it has been a horrible nightmare uh, with no resolution. I've done so much and I had to, um, sort of step back because it was, it got awful and it still is awful. To have a child missing with, you know, horrific rumors and then also know that, um, I don't know, but then, you know, it's probably true that something horrific happened, but I don't know. And you can't find things out in Mexico. It's too dangerous to go. So for a long time, I just waited for him to come home. And at what point did you reach out to law enforcement? Like the second uh, day after she contacted me. And when you read that uh, text message about the rumors, that was from Kelly, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, And when you mentioned that they tracked Stacy going over the border numerous times, was that through um, surveillance that was at the border? And was that done by police on the United States side or the Mexican or the Tijuana police? Yes, I was actually told that by the missing persons um, detective. She was involved and then not so involved and involved and not so involved. However, Salvador Rivera... um, with the news station contacted me. And once I did a news, um, you know, a broadcast, she got more involved. And that's when she told me she, they watched her go back and forth. And has she been out there on social media at all since then? No, she was in hiding for up to a year. Okay. And then she came back into the public? Yes, and she came back with the just this rumor about my son, but everything had already been, you know, a lot of people said that he, something happened, um, and it's hard for me to repeat, but that he died in a car accident, that they tortured him, and she left him, and she called her connection, and Damon did have money on him and they robbed him and then they put him in a car and put a brick on the something and and that you know she barely got back they said but I don't know I don't know and we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors thanks to our sponsors and now we're back to the program were you able to determine if he did receive his um, unemployment uh, benefit check? No, I really tried to find out, but I couldn't. And I, 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 I tried to hire private investigators. I never found out. I, they did send mail from unemployment for him to continue with his benefits. So that made me suspicious. It was just too much. I was being extorted for money every day, every single day, worried about demand, 
wondering if he was going to come home, wondering if he was hurt and he could, was trying to get back from Mexico on his own. They advised us. We, we, we set up a, a whole search party. And then they just, the Mexican consulate said, it's too dangerous to go down in that, those areas. You can't do it. You mentioned that you were extorted. And was, does this have anything to do with the uh, text messages that you were receiving from DeMond's phone? Yes. Now tell, tell us about that. Um, I was receiving so many, it was so horrible. So they went to the police. The police even sent me a link, but they started with, hi, mom, I really need help. I don't know where I am. I'm all alone. I'm bleeding. Please send, you know, a vanilla visa gift card. It was just crazy. And, and I got them all day, all night just consistently. And you said that these messages have been turned over to uh, the police? Yes. And was there any way of telling whether or not they were sent from Mexico, sent from Tijuana? They never said anything about that. But they were investigating the possibility that he made his way to Mexico? Yes. They said that it was like extortion. I mean, it got so bad that I would call 911 in the middle of the night because I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. The link that the police sent you, was it to um, information about that particular kind of scam? Um, It was part of the case, I guess. It was part of the case. Hmm. So a lot of people were saying, well, they should be able to do something and they should know. And nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. And I just, you know, I just wanted my son back. I kept getting these messages consistently and I like getting messages from my son kind of wondering, is he hurt somewhere? Is he, um, does he need me? And then I had to turn the messages over to family members because it was so disturbing but they always, before they sent the money, they would, you know, ask the clue, you know, where did we grow up at? What street did this? And, and the person didn't know. So we never sent money. They'd send pictures of blood and grass. It was horrific. It was horrific. It still is horrific. My God. Are they still sending uh, messages? No, it finally stopped. I think when we really started uh, putting information out there about the reward investigations, uh, a lot of my son's family members and friends started responding to those text messages. And um, so they stopped. And a, a lot of people did investigate but every area where we believed that the phone was, and it was supposedly somewhere here in Rancho San Diego, it, it wasn't real. It wasn't a real address. Okay, but the messenger was saying that they were in San Diego? Yes, like, hi, mom, please help me, mom. Please, please help me. It, it, it was, yeah. 
at no point you thought it was uh, Dimon? Um, you know, in the middle of the night, I would, I, well, I know Dimon would never do anything cruel to anyone, like try to extort anyone for money. But it, I, I thought, what if something is wrong? I, there was a time where I wanted it to be him, you know? Um, if I could just have given someone a reward to get him back as I waited for him to come back, people um, would just send me messages. That's what I'm looking at now. And they knew who was there, who kind of went with him. It was just a lot going on. And then I'm dealing with a population of people that, you know, are homeless. They're, you know, they're involved in drugs and alcohol. But they were so concerned about what happened to Damon. Where is he? Because he was never not visible. He was never not visible. No one and never could not find him. And so that dynamic of so many people contacting me, somebody said the cops need to go up behind the exporting goods and shake everyone up back there because they know what happened. And I, I would like get these kind of texts saying to myself, are they saying something really happened to my son? Like everybody's treating it like something happened and they're very upset, but I can't, I can't swallow like something one day, something horrible happened to my son. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the roller coaster of emotions is almost incomprehensible. So so I got a message from him one day that said, this should be San Diego, but I can't recognize this place. I'm with someone. I asked him, what's my middle name and what's your middle name? And then someone said, he's not the one typing. I'm the one helping him. He can't even say a word. So that that was happening on March 30th. So, yeah, that was happening immediately. And and since then, I've been in touch with other people from Escondido who have missing children. And I don't know what's going on with people taking people across the border and them not being able to ever see their loved ones again. Yeah. Were you receiving or were you communicating via text or via like uh, Facebook Messenger? This is Messenger. What work did you do with the with the Mexican police in this uh, case? They appeared like really, really helpful. However, um, it looks like they have hundreds of cases like this a day. And so they just wanted to make sure that I stayed in touch just in case they got any new information. It was a challenge because of, you know, confidentiality, them interacting with the police here. I didn't understand that. The missing persons detective here would not interact with them, which really bothered me. So... Yeah, so I I still have a contact with the Mexican consulate there. Did the uh, detective on this side of the border give you a reason why they weren't cooperating or interacting with the Tijuana police? 
I, I believe back then it, it was something to do with HIPAA or confidentiality because of his privacy. And um, that was, he's, it was a missing person. And it actually became a violent criminal investigation. I think violent crime investigation once they got so many calls, but then they backed away from that because they said it was just rumors. Did the police ever go down to that area behind Dick's Sporting Goods and, and speak to the community back there? Yes. And they talked to a lot of people, but they said it was just rumors. So they couldn't do anything. I mean, everything is a rumor, I suppose, unless you follow up on it and confirm that it is or isn't. I mean, you could go down and question anybody and they're going to tell you a story. I, you shouldn't really write that off as a rumor. And and I was so shocked that it's almost like, just like I watch so many television shows now, cold, cold case files missing. And I'm not the only one that deals with that. It's like law enforcement does not deal with it. They don't deal with it. And I knew, and I talked to her. I'm like, my son was homeless. He was not like a politician or someone famous. Please don't like devalue him and this case based on that. He's someone's father. He's my son. He's someone's brother. And, and, and she promised me, she her, her word, she promised me that she would not do that based on his lifestyle. But after a while, she did. She stopped investigating. She stopped caring. She wouldn't remember my phone calls. I would just call her back and let her know, listen, this person has said that something horrific happened. Could you talk to them? She wouldn't follow up. Um, she told me to have people call WeTip and they didn't follow up with any of the we tip calls. I, I, um, so, you know, at some point I sit back and I wait for my son to come home because it, this is one of those situations where you can get lost. I got so lost. I got real lost. Like I said, we grew up together. I can't, uh, I can't imagine what uh what what you're going through there what was the reason for damon using uh the name vincent lopez wallace jr that's a great question so when he was born i was a little young and his father's name is vincent lopez wallace so he named him before i left the hospital before we left the hospital after him the second or the third, I, I can't remember. But I didn't want him to have that name and neither did my mom. So we changed his name later, which was really hard for him because both names would show up. So that's what happened with that. Do you know how Stacy had befriended Damon? I don't, I don't know totally, but I believe that it could have been had something to do with that she was afraid to go down there. I guess she owed her connection and he she needed his help. And Damon did have money on him. For whatever reason, they went to Encinitas first. 
I got a text message from this girl that knows Stacy that said she talked to Demond that night and they were all in the car. And for some reason they went to Encinitas, but this girl knew my son, Lindsay, she knew my son real good. And she knew that he probably had gotten money and her and Stacy were friends. You know, this came out later. She sent me this message that she had gotten a response from Damon about three o'clock in the morning that he, so I'm sure she connected the two. Lindsay connected Stacy and Damon. And Lindsay was a friend of Damon for, for a, a while? A girlfriend. A girlfriend. Lindsay was oh. a girlfriend. Okay. Did other people in the community meet Stacy as well, besides Lindsay? Other people knew her really well. And did she ask anyone else ever to go to Mexico with her? A couple of people that I didn't know stated that 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 was her MO, that she would take people to Mexico, have them robbed. But then she would return and those people would eventually return as well? Yes. Okay, so she had a reputation for that kind of thing. Yes. Has there been any organized search done by any police force on this? No. The Tijuana police said that it was too dangerous to search down there, and there's been no search here. And I think once, like, I started sending them a lot of the text messages, it's like their focus changed. Yeah, so what you're saying is once the messages started to become apparent and known to them, then it just put that seed in their head, well, maybe he is out there actually messaging, so it's no longer the high priority that it was before. Right. Interesting, because, I mean, you're his mom, and like you said, you grew up with him. This is clearly not him speaking. If, if you don't mind, I know you mentioned the link that the police uh, sent you. Um, could you could you discuss a little bit more about what that was? Like, what? how was that a, supposed to help? Well, the, I, I guess they were looking at the extortion part. So they needed the text messages. So they sent me a link to actually uh, put the, all the messages in this link. I see. They wanted to see. I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming they're going to connect and find out who has his phone. And then they can find out where you know, what happened to my son, who these people are. But to them, this was a different investigation, I think. You right. know, they, they were looking at a lot of different aspects. It was, none of us knew what was happening. So now here we are um, over a month and Damon is, is gone and he's not contacting us, but we are having a lot of activity with contacts to me only from his messenger account. No, uh, you can't call his phone and, and get in contact with him. And then after a couple of months, the messages start going to my friends. My friends were getting this, you know, people that knew and my family members. Right. Yeah, Damon, I'm hurt. Could you please help me? It's risky out here. Send me a card and I will be on my way. I will stop chatting. Just lots of messages. And that's th your uh, your Facebook friends that that uh, 
that they would find those. Yeah. Those yes. Frontiers. And they will call me and they would be all excited. Yeah. They would tell me, I just heard from Damani wants me to, you know, send him money. I'll send him money. And I just have to tell him that's not Damani. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. And your uh, grandson, Damon's son, how involved is he in searching? So that was a horrific part because I didn't want to tell him a lot. I don't want to tell him the horrific rumor I heard that he was tortured and possibly buried alive and he was barely breathing when she left. She said he was barely breathing. So, but he was still breathing. There's no way I could tell my grandson anything like that. So we just never gave up hope. He's still missing. He's still missing. Mm Mm-hmm. How how old is uh, your grandson? My grandson is 23, Kevin Mitchell. Is he doing okay? Some Most of the time, he really, really is. Most of the time, he is. So we finally, uh, with his uncles, um, had the talk that it does not appear that we can find him on at this time. So our last event really is the morgue. We have not done that because it's even dangerous to go to the morgue. You can really get extorted at the morgue. I don't like really fear that, but it ha- I have to be aware of the people that have the t- people that have told me that my friends, they just say, nope, Manya, don't go to that morgue. Yeah. In Tijuana, they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to Tijuana? Um, in your search yet? I've been at the border. I've done things at the border, but crossing over, I think my son keeps me from crossing over. Because how could I not go over there? But it's it's not like me not to go over there. But I've seen too many um, warnings. Don't go over there. I was even suspicious about you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and only because um, of how something like having a child missing or a loved one, how people can take advantage of you. Because, I mean, even an ink pen is, can be hope. If someone tells you, you know what, I think I saw him and I know all they want is $600 or you know, I, we need to talk to you. It's like, I went through that for a long time. It's something. Daman, just to see his smile, hear him, feel him hug me. It's like something. It, it's something. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us, maybe that we haven't asked or uh, that you think is important to uh, put out there? 
I don't know. I just have to keep this active and you guys are prompting me to reactivate, reactivate uh, missing persons cases. I think I see they're like a hundred thousand a year and only 1%. But if you're a person who has a loved one and someone is missing in your life, be that 1%, don't give up. And he lives within me. This is support right here for me today. So I honor your support. I honor um, that you're making sure that people are aware. And um, just thank you so much for featuring my son, Damon Kadur Mitchell, because his life does matter. Absolutely. And this is incredibly difficult for you and the strength that you show when you come on a platform like this to talk about it is admirable and honestly like your recognizing of other people's tragedies and and putting that in the same category as yours and saying you know giving advice for other people in your situation is um is very admirable as well so uh regardless of what the outcome is for your son, you're still putting forward this energy for everybody else as, as well. So that's, that's amazing. Right. And can I leave my direct phone number? You think? Yeah, of course. Sure. 619-887-6422. So please okay. call me. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.